Benny Hinn's son-in-law. He married uh, Benny Hinn's daughter and uh, worked for Benny Hinn and sort of was in that whole um, thing. And uh, uh, anyways, he runs this conference. Uh, Benny was there and all a bunch of people were at this conference. And what he shared with us was, he said, it was my observation that there were so many people that kind of came in and connected with Benny Hinn's ministry. Do you all know who Benny Hinn is? I'm kind of maybe assuming. Um, and so a whole bunch of people connected in with his ministry and the, the power and the anointing upon their lives just went through the roof and that they were literally able to operate in uh, Benny Hinn's conferences and all that because there's more that goes on in those conferences than just what you see maybe if you watch a YouTube video or something about it. <clears throat> and um, he noticed that when they were there, they had this amazing season of anointing and then kind of went off and did something else or kind of went out and on their own and stuff like that. And he said, he just noticed how those people, they, didn't, they weren't able to operate in that same thing uh, after they disconnected from Benny's ministry. And it was mm. like, okay, it sort of landed on me. But really what, because you, know, you can maybe see that in a negative way, but the way that I saw it was, would there be you know, a, a way that we could understand as a congregation the anointings that are available to us because we are connected to this ministry. And I thought that it would be a good idea for us to, because a lot of us that perhaps weren't here, we started ministry in 2001, the actual corporation of the church is 2003. And so there's probably a few of you in the room that weren't with us back then, since there was only four people with us back then, and they're all, most of them are here on stage. And so... Um, what we thought we would do is just take a little time to share with you a little bit of our history from the perspective of understanding what anointings, what things are you as a person joined with us and partnering with us, at least for this season, what type of things can you lay hold of and begin to access? Because as God brings us through, like your life coming through certain victories, as you go through certain victories, you carry an anointing to help somebody else get through that victory. Not just understanding it and maybe explaining it to them, but you carry a spiritual authority to be able to help them uh, in their journey. Same thing happens with a ministry, same thing happens with a regions. It's kind of at every level, of course, as you know in God. And so what we thought we would do is kind of take this couple minutes with you and share a little bit about what, where we've been, if you have not been with us. And then we'll take a couple minutes as well to kind of chat with you to some of the observations that we've had as we look back and kind of say, okay, God, because living something and looking back on something, how many of you know that can be very different? You can you learn a lot by being able to look back, right? Not so much when you're in the muck of the day. And so we've kind of taken that opportunity since we were at that conference to say, okay, where have we been? What did we learn? What are we carrying right now? And then what does that mean to us as a congregation? So we put a little bit of it into a video together for you with some, with some footage. So why don't you go ahead and watch this video? When I look back at our life as a church, I'm struck by those moments, those times when we were asked to take seemingly giant risks. I can now see how they all seem to fit together as though they were part of some greater plan, how they don't seem impossible anymore, and how there was just never anything to fear. In each moment, it sure seemed like we were being asked to scale mountains. But in hindsight, it's so easy to see that each of those mountains were in fact a place where we'd push ourselves with all we had to trust him, where we'd encounter him and his faithfulness, and through it all, where we'd learn to trust him even more. We were being asked to be eyewitnesses 
as our Father backs every word He promised. Moments where we'd learn to trust just a little more, where we'd go just a little deeper, where we'd pick up the paintbrush and set ourselves to the next few strokes on the perfectly crafted canvas that was to be our destiny. I remember being asked to begin a Bible study in our home. It didn't seem like we had the time, and even more than that, that anyone would ever want to come. I remember asking myself, was anyone even interested in finding out what God had for them? I remember God promising me that there would be so many people come that it would fill the stairway in our home. And I remember how excited we all were when there were 30 people packed in our living room. I remember God asking me if I'd take it to the next level and start a church. He seemed unconcerned that we had no time, no building, no worship team, no equipment, nothing. I remember his presence filling our living room so richly that whether four or 400, what matters was he was there. I remember moving our little Bible study group to a nearby church building, 6.30 every Sunday night. A few faithful ones had joined us, but still nowhere near the army of mature believers I could see in my mind's eye. I remember pushing my vision out, dreaming with God about his heart for our city, but being challenged every week to shield my eyes from fact and reality, from the sacrifice and commitment, so that I could cling to the Father's plan for our lives. I remember each time the presence of God filled that little building, the impossible of the dream simply faded away. I can remember how often I was being called to surrender and just trust him. I remember through all that time, how clearly we could see God's heart for the generations. How easy it was for Tina and I to see the potential in each young person we met, if they could only grab their authentic and mature relationship with God. I remember packing out a local community center with over a thousand kids and remembering that we'd do anything to introduce them to Jesus. It didn't matter that the owners of that facility didn't share our enthusiasm. What mattered was the lives of the young people who were being radically set ablaze for God. And then before long, we were believing God for a new place where this ragtag community could call home. I remember walking into this century-old but abandoned Crystal Beach Church and thinking, surely this is not the place. It had floor-to-ceiling wood panels, linoleum floors, and no insulation. Not one thing in the whole place was less than 100 years old. I remember God asking Tina and I to empty our bank accounts to buy and renovate that building. God wanted that strategic place so we could hammer our stake into the ground and use that authority to get some kingdom business done with the century-old forces that governed this whole region. A place where we could worship and declare his word and see it transform a community. I remember the men who stood with me night and day as we turned that old building into a place where God's glory could rest and a whole bunch more that turned that chaotic construction zone into a Sunday morning church every single week. I remember realizing people were driving an hour even across international borders to come meet with Jesus and partner with him in that building. I remember knowing that it was time to move back to Fort Erie. God was calling us to revive a city. Fort Dreary was on God's mind. With only $100 in our building fund, God was asking us to believe for millions. I remember so many who thought buying one of the largest buildings on the busiest street right across from Walmart was way too much for a four-year-old ministry, perhaps even too much for God. I remember how three simple words from him 
I'm with you, created such a flow of grace that we could easily embrace what buying a 20,000 square foot abandoned building really meant. I remember the purple walls, the lime green rugs, the neon signs, and most of all, that overwhelming scent of tobacco smoke that would knock you over. I remember the many warnings that saying yes to this project could cost us everything. I remember the months of renovations, but will never forget standing at the platform that first Sunday and hearing God prod us in the right direction when he said, to whom much is given. Most of all, I remember that through it all, God was surely with us. And that's all that matters. We encountered Jesus in all of those places in amazing ways. And now we're here and we feel like, as my dad said, that the Lord showed us that um, each of the places that we have been, if you can imagine old school Nintendo games where, you know, little Super Mario would run and he would accomplish all the tasks on a level. And when he would complete the level, he would get some sort of tool and he needed that tool for the future. And we felt like the Lord showed us that all the buildings that we have been in, we gained different tools, as my dad said. And those tools are equipping us to see the miracles that each of us need in our future. So the three of them are just going to answer a couple questions about each of the spaces because some of you weren't there and even though you know looking back at that some of those were you know for my dad traumatic I was thinking about like how many papa's sausage and cheese pizzas did my dad and Richard Nan consume while renovating that building and that probably is a nasty memory yeah I can't even look at them they are it was horrible. All I, have to, all I have to do to get Richard to, Richard to have a gag reflex is just say Italian sausage. Yeah, sausage and cheese. They would eat multiple of them every single day for like six months or something like that. Like it was horrible. And can, can I just say, I think um, what, what our desire out of this is, in the same way, it's amazing for me, honestly, to watch this myself. But can I just say... Um, that in, in these times for us, as we, you know, walk through the whole thing, uh, we would lean to ministries and our leaders, and we knew that it's obviously God, but that we didn't have what it took, and so we would lean on their achievements, yes. lean on the things that they've done, and mm -hmm. so there's things now that you can see that we've all done together, yes. and, and just like that little story, what what I guess we're praying for and hoping for through this is, as we talk about, a, I believe in miracles, yes. year, lifetime, yes. Yes. season, yes. you know, however far you want to go with that, it's that you would realize that it's not just you alone believing, right. yep. but that we're all in this together. And yep. there's, it's not just you. So blow the ceiling off, whatever it is that you're believing God for, because we've definitely achieved something yes. yeah. and you're in this and, yes. and you can partake of just like Paul talks about being a partaker of grace. There is a grace as, as you said, that yes. is released that we accessed and we're still accessing That's as right. God tells us to do more. Amen. And, and first, so go for it. In first Samuel chapter 10, um, it talks about Saul, and you, most of you are probably familiar with this story. Saul is just an ordinary man at this time, but he gets around people who are carrying a prophetic anointing. And as soon as he gets around them, what happens? Prophecy he starts, starts to prophesy. Yeah. Why? Because just like our little illustration today, 
he came and he stood underneath an umbrella where a certain anointing resided. And therefore, he was able to walk out something that he had not necessarily gained on his own. Yes. So now, for the purpose of this example today, this umbrella represents Light City. And all of these different places that we have been Light City has gained, the church of Light City has gained anointings that you need in order to accelerate your miracle. Yes. If you have to plow your own territory, then you have to cut those weeds down all by yourself. That's right. But we've spent, together as a family, we've spent the last, I don't know how many years, a 14. lot. Yes, since I was 16, 14. so however long that is. We've spent all of those years... I don't remember how old I am at this minute, so I'm not going to try and do the math while I'm trying to talk. So however long it's been, we've been plowing ground that now all you have to do is come and stand under the umbrella and you no longer have to plow that same ground. Yeah. Does that right. make sense? Yep, that's great. So it says in 2 Corinthians that God sets each of us together in mm -hmm. a family as it pleases him. Yeah. And I felt like he showed me this. What pleases him is what's good for us. Right. Yes. Because there is not a selfish bone in God's body. Right. Okay, think about that. Yep. He doesn't put you in a church family that's going to aggravate you and that pleases him, okay? <laughs> Although sometimes we may aggravate you, okay? <laughs> what he did was he put you in a place, it pleases him to yeah. watch you walk in your destiny. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So Man. the tools that we have gained, you can know for sure, just because you're called to Light City, God knows you need those tools yes. in your tool belt. Yes. Right. So as we talk about each of these victories that we have gained together, you can say, hey, that means in my tool belt, I am carrying that tool yeah, that right. I am going to need to defeat the bad guy on this level. Yes. You got it? Absolutely. And that means for us this year, like my mom said, I believe in miracles means we are believing for every single one of you yes. to be able to yes. walk in and have a testimony yeah. up on that screen that will yes. say, hey, my name is Sandy and I believe in miracles. And Woo! we would be able to do that for every single one across this room and celebrate as a family together at the amazing things that God yes. has done. Okay. Amen. Yay. So I'm not going to talk about the negative emojis right now because we're late. Okay. Ready. My mom's going to start. So mom. The first place <laughs> that we had church was our living room. Yeah. So the list of obstacles for having church in our living room was plenteous. So talk about the first one, the biggest obstacle that we came across when it came to having church in our living room. I think it was uh, what we what was already mentioned on the on the screen, and that was people. Yes, <laughs> there was a large lack of people. <laughs> and so. Um, we just, um, you know, because obviously we're a ministry of faith, and so faith tells us that we grab hold of the word of God, we grab hold of the promise, and that we're not moved by what we see, right. and we're not moved by how we feel or what we think, yes. but we grab on to what God says, yes. like you did in the video and yes. like we talked about. And so we just, um, we definitely had moments, I'd be lying, um, as we had that, I, I think I had that vision of people sitting on my staircase and, you know, at first it's really exciting, isn't it? When God gives you a prophetic word, you're like, yeah, yeah. but you know, when it goes on a couple of weeks and you're still in your home, yeah. and no one's it's there. like, you know, and, <laughs> and you're, agonizing. you know, well, you're ministering to your children. It was like forced church, really. Yeah, it was like forced church. We had no 100%. choice but to go to church. 
then you're definitely challenged. And they so could, I think they could always um, skip church, but they'd have to skip breakfast too. <laughs> right. Yeah, doing everything, doing we did everything that we knew to do to keep faith strong, and we uh, cried tears um, and uh, stood and marched. I think that's where the testimony when we give you that we would march around our home. We'd make them do that too. Actually, we'd make march. a little train <laughs> and we would march around our little island and we would just do what we needed to do like the scripture tells us in the book of Psalms and we would encourage ourselves in the Lord. So we did everything to keep mm -hmm. faith alive. Yes. And that was our only option because option B and running, although it sounded very tempting, <laughs> was just not, what, not what, we, yeah. what we committed to. So yep. what did we do to overcome in that season? What we did to overcome? We stuck together. We I can see your together. nose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We stuck together. <laughs> we stuck together. Get all, get I thought I tied said up it. in the story we here. Stayed on track. <laughs> I thought I said that. We stuck together. Uh, we made them yeah. stuck together. Uh, we stuck together. We stuck together. Okay. Ready? Yes, okay, evident. <laughs> we always make fun of my mom in a loving way, so today you may join into it. Okay. So expense. what was the tool that we gained at that level? So you ready for this? The tool that oh, you carry in I your tool do. belt because yes. of the drudgery of sitting in our living room together was one, two, three. Family. Happy Family. Yay. Now what's your tool? Wait, what's your tool? My tool is family. Yes, you didn't say it. Sorry, am I throwing? Nailed it. Nailed My it. My tool is family. Family. I'm a flower. I don't like to. Yeah, I know. There we answer go. Answer questions. So. Yes. <laughs> okay. And the Bible tells us that, that I think it's in Jeremiah. He says, I am, I am a father. Yes. Yeah. And I'm the God of family. Yes. yes. Amen. And so. family is not just, yes, we can joke about the fact that we were forced to be at that Bible study. But now looking back over the past 15 years or whatever it's been, we can see how much people of Light City have become a family yeah, for yep. sure. and how much the fact that we are a family causes us to be able to be in the trenches with one another in the good times and in yep. the bad times right. and know that we have each other's back. Yep. And so because of that, we are able to conquer so much more because we're going to stick together. Yeah, so right. tell us a testimony. Okay. I have from this them. one. Yes. <laughs> well, my, my testimony is, um, you know, I guess the generations and uh, learning more and more not to be through the way that God is, not to be so myopic and, um, you know, as a young mom with children and ministry and business and doing it all, is to do my best to not be myopic and think like God thinks, and that is God is a God of the generations. And so we would do our best through the Word of God to saturate um, with you guys and realize the scripture that you gave and that was um, that God has a place and God has bents and gifts and talents. Yes. And so we would do our best, thank you, to, to raise you guys up in that and didn't really see anything until you were forced into ministry. <laughs> but I think my testimony- So you volunteered. Mostly in Alex, just saying. Yes, yes. Um, and, 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 um, but I think the place where I'm experiencing a, a lot of joy and, and it's making sense, because a lot of times we do these things and we don't necessarily see the picture, like Pastor Ian said, you know, you, God may ask you to have a donkey and somebody else to have a cart and you don't get, yes. what does this donkey have to do with anything? And then you meet the guy that had the cart and then you're like, ah. Yes, that's so, so I'm having these moments as I'm having grandchildren and 
I'm sitting in a restaurant and I'm seeing the bent of Olivia. And um, just the, the gift of compassion that she has for people and the discernment that's in her heart. So anywhere she goes, if she's noticing something, she is a lot like you and I, stuck on it. She's stuck <laughs> on it, you know. And through the years, we've gained tools yes. to know how to handle that. Yeah. I saw a father the other day grabbing his, ki you know, his kid in Pasarene's, I'm driving past it and Pasarene's trying to talk to me. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like way back there when I saw that. I can't, you know. But I've learned over the years through the word and through God and everything that we've learned to do in this house, how to manage that in that moment. Mm -hmm. Well, we're in the restaurant and she sees this man and Mike and Jess have learned because our immediate response was take her away from those things. And one day the Lord spoke to us and said, this is her gifting and you're doing the exact wrong thing. If you do this, you'll rob her identity wow. and she needs to go towards it. And so we were like, okay, God, that's what we're gonna do. And so Mike had the boldness to, you know, which they've been, doing and he went up to the gentleman and said you know everywhere we go my daughter picks out someone that's special in the room and tonight you're it and he just God said you know you. can I can I pray for you and the whole group had left and Pastor Ian and I were there alone and the man came up to us and he just he was doing this he was like thank you now really what she was seeing was not good okay I you know uh, so it wasn't like she was seeing roses. She was disturbed. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's learned tools, mm -hmm. right? Wow, that's so amazing, tools. At 18 months old, you can learn these tools. I'm like, it's dawning on me. God put it in there all along, but we didn't learn it till we are 40. And so uh, she, you know, they prayed for him, and the man came up to Pastor Ian and I. He said, I can't thank you enough. He said, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's the nicest thing that anyone has ever done to me. Uh, and amazing, I sat amazing. in my car the next day and I was like, wow, God, like I, 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 you give people gifts and she's struggling through this gift. Like that's a lot of burden to be able to see things that aren't good when you're 18 months old and you don't know what to do with it. But thank God for the generations that have gained tools. Yeah, that's right. How to stick together how, and fight for so one another. So instead of maybe what we did was I ran in the opposite direction because I couldn't handle people's pain. And, and now she can run towards it yes. and have a lifetime Amen. of fulfilling the promise of God. And that's what family looks like. And that's what family the tool looks of like. family says, even though I see something that you're struggling so with, good. I can run towards you instead yeah. of running away. Yes. And then together we're stronger. Amen. Absolutely. Is that a good answer? Yeah. Good job. Okay, Al. Pastor ready? Alex. Hey. The next place that Pastor Alex is going to talk about. Are you guys good this morning? Yeah. Yes, you're awesome. good. Okay. The next place that you're going to talk about is Derby Road. Yeah. The Crystal Beach Derby cool. Road whole jam. Yeah. Okay? Cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. We cool. drive over that hill, and when you go over that hill, the hair on the back of your neck it used to. to. It used to ha yes. like, literally stand on end. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Go for um, it. Yeah, First so question is, what was the obstacle that we faced? Um, I think that, you know, as I was thinking about the church and really kind of everything that happened in that time, I think that our biggest obstacle was up until that point, um, no one had ever done something like this before. 
Uh, and really, that was kind of the feedback that we got in general as we were, you know, in venturing to start a church in that area is kind of just like we got so many warnings, you know, of like, oh, it's not a good idea. You probably shouldn't do it. You probably shouldn't step out. You probably shouldn't go there. Uh, and just really the, the, uh, the main obstacle that we experienced, I think a lot like in our personal life, is kind of the fear that would try to keep us stuck mm -hmm. living where we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because isn't it safe? It, it, it doesn't take much to live tomorrow the same way we live today. Right. And I think that, that was the biggest thing when we got to Crystal Beach was that feeling of like, okay, like church in our house was uh, small, uh, but it was safe. comfortable yeah. and it was safe. <laughs> and was at cheap. least you knew for sure there was four people who were going to show up and listen to you <laughs> preach. It did. Um, and that was really, I think the obstacle when we got to Crystal Beach was just this feeling, it really an overwhelming feeling that no one had ever really plowed this ground before. So what mm -hmm. do we do to overcome that? Uh, I mean, as I kind of went through it, I think that the easiest way to say it, and we kind of have coined the phrase here at church is, is we decided to be all in. Yeah. Um, I can remember kind of going through the process of the renovation. Uh, at this point, I wasn't privileged to really be one of the heavy renovators, <laughs> um, but I can remember uh, really going through the process Actually. or witnessing the process of the <laughs> renovation. I think I snuck in to eat a few pieces of pizza and then I left. Um, but I can remember just that idea where it didn't matter how difficult the job was we were determined that we were going to, to the very best of our ability, allow our life to be poured out for the vision and the purpose of what God spoke mm -hmm. to us to be accomplished. And, it, it, and I think that that was the thing was, as we did that, we watched people join onto that mm -hmm. yeah. vision. Yeah. They joined onto this idea. You know, now we talk about all in and we could baptize, you know, how many people, hundreds of people, you know, were all in. And at that point, there was really two or three people who were all in. But I think that was it of that, the just feeling the way that it felt. I can remember my parents, you know, we talked about it very briefly on the video, but emptying their bank accounts to buy the building, right? Like, that was a big deal. Uh, that and was your money, That right? was my money, right? <laughs> like, I can remember that. I can remember the way that it felt, and I can remember them sitting us down and really talking to us about this idea because it's not talk, you know? And I think sometimes that's the thing, you know? When we talk about these testimonies, you know, of like, wow, that much money. My parents, you know, Jess is running $150,000. Wow, that's crazy. My parents gave away more money than that to start this church. We don't talk about that stuff. That's not important. It is important. Because when we talk about the anointing and the grace that we are all in, I think that sometimes it's important for you to know the people that we are following. That they were willing, as we talk about this umbrella, the umbrella was built on the back of people who were willing to, in the face of all odds, like there's not like thriving churches in Crystal Beach that are like, we're certainly going to make our money back on this baby, right? It wasn't like that. It was my parents were at the time and the few who were with them, I know the G12, like Patty is here. They were willing to be all in mm -hmm. to really give everything that they had. So mm -hmm. anyways, yes. that was the long version of the obstacles. Yay. Yeah. Yay. I remember so coming great. back from pulling up floor one night and waking up 
on Dominion Road on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> yeah, I got hit by a deer driving to do oh, the renovations. Yeah. Remember that? In the Jeep yeah. Cherokee. Good times. Uh, People good good times. Good times. I remember going to You're NCC. crying about the bridge line. We're getting hit by deer and <laughs> pulling up floors. Just I kidding. remember calling my kids at school and saying, we have to go pick up supplies because they need them at church. Yeah, they, And the teacher will be like, who's calling you on your phone during class? My like, dad would pick school. us up from high school. And we went to kind of like a poshy high school. And my dad would pick us up in this gangster van. It had no seats. It was like an aluminum like work van. And if you knew me at the time, like that was really below my level of uh, acceptance. And it was horrible, but we were suffering for Jesus. And now we're here. Yay. Yay. Okay. What was the tool we gained? Are you all encouraged? Yeah. 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 all encouraged. There uh, we are. The, really the tool oh, I think I that we gained um, is, and I think that that's so evident in Light City. Yes. Is this idea of Hold we on. are... We're all in. Yay! Right? And I think that that's the thing when you're a part of a community uh, of people who are all in, is you realize that there are people who are willing to go to bat for you. Yes. Yeah. You I think that bold. was the thing about, der that was so striking to me about Derby Road was that they were willing, and, and I mean, our church now is full of people who are like that. Like yes. if you do anything in the church, you're probably one of them or you know one of them. Yes is that there are people who are willing to do like absolutely ridiculous stuff in order to advance the vision of what God is doing at Light yeah. City. Yes. And I really believe that. And I think that that's why we're so bold as to give these testimonies and so bold as to say that, you know, we're, we're believing for miracles is because we are, I, I understand that I'm not just trying to accomplish things on my own, right. but I'm a part of a community of believers yes who's willing to stand in the gap for me, who's willing to like go to bat for me. Yeah. And I think about this, like I'm so thankful, if I could give just a quick testimony, is that like, so my dad spends all night, thank you for this. My dad spends all night, all day, all night, like huffing probably asbestos to the max. And you know, that's all, that's you know, God bless not. you, we'll pray for you later, right? But this is the thing is that, you know, now as funny as, as this is, my wife who's back there, whom I love so dearly, she came to church as a result of yeah. God building this building, yeah. right? And so I think that's the thing, right, is that sometimes she we don't... She met Jesus at Derby yes, Road. And, yes, and she would tell her testimony. Like, she would just sit in the back of the room, and she would just experience the worship and, you know, just met God at this place. And now she's my wife, and she had my amazing child. Yay. But the, really the reality is, is that yeah. I, I, sometimes I don't realize how this community, how much it's done for me at times when I don't even know what's happening. Like I wasn't laying in bed so thankful that my dad gave away all my inheritance. <laughs> now I am because I have a wife and a child. But that's why being around people who are able to encourage me and keep me steady and people around me who are all in helps me to, to just feel secure. Yeah in the fact that God really can do everything that he promised And you get do. to really? harvest Amazing. in fields yes. that you didn't have to Absolutely. sow in. And now that's the that's thing. That's what happens My as a community. My parents gave away their business. They sowed their business, gave away all their money. And now our family is blessed to, I think we have like four or five businesses right. now that are represented in our family. Yeah. Right? And that's and crazy. And think about all the businesses okay. that have been started across yeah, the church. Absolutely. Yeah. Like people that have stepped out and you know there's an anointing for business in the house. And so it's like, 
hey, you feel called to business. We're like, we will back you 100% yeah. in prayer, whatever we can do, and we work together. And that's what this community is meant to be. And that's even the thing, right, about this year and you're believing for businesses. If you believe that in your heart or you have a business yeah. that maybe has been struggling, get under the umbrella, yes. right? Start to give your all-in support and energy that's to right. the vision because there's an anointing here to, for business. There's yes, an anointing absolutely. here for growth, for, for God to do things in your life that up yes. until now, maybe everybody has told you it's impossible yes. for you to have the thing that you believe God has deposited on the inside mm -hmm. of your heart. That is the anointing because of what God did in Crystal Beach that Amen. we operate in so readily in yes. every area we, of our yes. life. We, yeah. we yes. our house, the, the residents of, of Light City. City. Yes. yes. Amen. This has nothing right. to do. We're a family, and sometimes that's confusing. But it doesn't have anything to do with us no, and right. our We've been family. Partakers. Yeah. We, we, we just as much. There yes. was a time when Alex was not coming to church in a like you know like he skipped a lot of the hard days. <laughs> I, I don't resent that him for that. True. It's true. It is not. It's very true, people. Holy Spirit, okay. Take me back. Dude. That's okay. It's okay. I've settled it now. Then I was on the roof though. Alex so had to like do the roof. That's okay. true. It was doubly Pretty bad. bad. <laughs> right. The roof was terrible. We would be like <laughs> driving around the church Whoa. building, praying in tongues, like somebody would jump off the church please because it was fall, bad. Please don't fall, please don't yes. fall. Yes. But we, just as much in our own lives, we have had to learn how to step in and receive yeah. under the umbrella of Blight City. And Absolutely. our, yes, our lives have been blessed because we've come together as a family, but it's so much bigger than that. It's yeah. about, I have, my life has been transformed because of what we've accomplished together. Absolutely. Amen, and we're Mom? Still Amen. And we're still believing. We're still believing. This year is going to oh, be no, bigger and better than any before. Question. Okay, Mom, come back at you. Okay, the church that is on Birdie in Fort Erie, Yes. It's, we call it the Fort Erie Christian Center. That's the church that my parents and the Pecoras got saved in like a million years ago. <laughs> and uh, literally a million. And Debbie was there. Yes, Debbie was there. Oh, yeah, Debbie was Patty there. was there. Yes. Yeah. Mister was there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Some people have been together for like 40 years yeah. or something. 30. So we're 30? just like Fort Erie Christian Center 2.0. No, no, really. not just you guys. I'm saying other people oh, have yes, been together. For sure. Yeah. Okay, Fort Erie Christian Center, go for it. I think Brad and Donna were So what are you asking me? Yeah. yeah they were. What was the obstacle we faced the when we went there? Okay, so I thought Be this nice. was the <laughs> obstacle you there. Know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought we were talking about no. worship. We are. Yes. What okay. was the obstacle we faced? Okay, we so team. we didn't have a worship team. Yeah, yes. that was terrible. So that we started awesome. church. Yes. And we had, I mean, when you're in home, you can play a CD, right? Yes. Yeah. And, but Michael W. Smith today, worship. Today, we, would, yes. we are super happy that we had a team and not a, a CD, a CD today, correct? Yeah. Yes, we are. So okay. we would go to church and, um, well, we had no worship team. And so, again, you know, who we were hooked up to and the grace that we were hooked up, up to, just believing God for, just like we talked about in the offering today, my life is not limited by the natural, yeah. and I'm not going to be moved by what I see. My 16-year-old children, <laughs> when you're an adult, you're really not looking for children to be who you're going arm in arm <laughs> with, you know? <laughs> can you, you know, can you feel me there? And so I would look every, you know, every service, and there, you know, well, first of all, we, I took my kids to a music store, you've heard the testimony, and I, you know, we asked the lady, so we were like, we need a worship team, we need to do something. I don't know how to play music. I was playing guitar or taking guitar lessons when I was little and my brother would always take the strings and do different <laughs> things with it. And every time I'd go back to class, the instructor would yell at me. So that was it, that was instruments it. for me. 
So she wasn't going to be the worship leader. I was not going to be the worship leader. And I was not going to sing on stage, although I was forced to do it once. I was kicked off of a worship team. Because you and Ro talked too much. Too much talking. It was something like that. (laughs) So I went to a music store in faith and just believing, God, there's nothing that's impossible. You've called us to do this. And this is the thing I think that, you know, that a lot of times it preaches good. And we hear these things over and over again. But faith always has a response. It has to have a response. If we believe something, we, we act differently. We think yeah. different, we act different. So I'm like, okay, God, you've called us to do this. Obviously, we knew nothing like, you know, so a church has to have a worship team and all we have are you three. So let's no, go to two, the- No, two, because Alex okay. wasn't there. Yeah. You were Alex there at the time, Texas. right? You were in Texas. Yeah. Yes. So you guys. in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Another point for Jess. Another point for um, Jess. Jess has a lot of points. So. <laughs> so we go into the music store, and I said to the woman, you know, all I'm thinking is, can we, we need to play the keyboard. Can you give us a book? And the lady's kind of looking at me, and I'm trying my best to articulate it because I don't know really much about music and the lingo. And she looks at me and says, I don't think you understand. It doesn't work that way. It takes years to be able to play an instrument and, you know, create a band. And I'm like, so she leaves. I said, well, can we just buy a book, please? <laughs> and so we she walks days? away, four and days. I said to my girls, don't listen to a word she says. And we went home into our living room, and we began to sit on the floor. Sit on the floor. With the and the one thing I did know was I knew how to follow the Holy Spirit. Yes. And so every obstacle that we encountered, like the beautiful thing that you experience, at least I feel in worship that I sometimes am challenged with, is when songs start and stop. And so, you know, this flow, when we flow from one song to another. Did you, know you ever notice we do that? That's not normal. We never stop. I don't stop. know if you know that, that we don't ever stop. It's like our trademark. And so we, <laughs> we were just like, well, that's not how it happens in the spirit. So we need to learn how to do that. So we had a gentleman who we would, we would spend hours and hours and hours and hours ministering to. And he knew how to play the guitar. Yeah. And so he sat down with my kids and he showed them. I said, you know, you need to teach them how to do this because we don't want that kind of worship. And so he showed them how to do that. And so every obstacle, we just wouldn't consider, you know, we had to get beyond their age. We had to get beyond how much money we had. We had to get beyond the, uh, the level of experience. Faith doesn't look at those things. Yeah. It doesn't look at those things. The umbrella is all about accessing a grace or an ability or an anointing that has nothing to do with what we can do it has everything to do with what what we trust and believe god for and we knew that we were learning that and we knew how to do that and so i think the amazing thing now is uh you know as we have definitely had our ebbs and flows i mean i would stand there and we would play worship and obviously in the beginning they only knew how to play a few songs and i remember sitting there thinking it oh my god one of them was probably days of elijah <laughs> like me <laughs> in the front row if they like, sing yeah, yeah. that song well, one yeah. more time i am out of here <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys please learn a new song? Like, and they'd be like, you don't know how hard this is, right? Um, but the amazing thing now is that we recently, when we were away, we received an email um, from the person that we've hooked up to, with to do our CD, and we've just signed up with Integrity Music. Yeah, yeah. so amazing, eh? Right? Like, Woo! you know, it's so cool, right? O- only God can do something like that. 
So, so what was the total? Did totally? I hit all the, yeah. all the objects and all the objects and move to the Any next other person. questions? No more questions. Is, the tool is woo, the mountain of worship. Yeah, the, the mountain, mountain of, of the Lord. We know yes. we've learned how to access how the presence of God. How to access the presence of God. How to host his presence well. Yes. And we've heard that from minister after minister that's come in. Um, that will tell us that there's angels that are continually in this building, that the glory of God is here, that there's an opening um, to heaven uh, here, and that God feels very welcome in this place. And he, he lives here. He, does, he doesn't just visit here. That's right. And, and that's we something fought for that, that we fought for that ground. And it's something when you come here, um, we're definitely moving to a new place in yeah. worship, yeah. but we, it's, it's definitely something that you just take for granted if you're not careful, getting into the presence of God is huge when yes. you're coming to church yes. and you're believing God for something and you could just kneel down or sit down and all of a sudden whew, God is there and he Amen. speaks to you. That's yes. a gift. Yes. It's a gift. Yes. So Amen. I'm thankful for that. Yes. Yay. Yes. Good job. Yay. Okay. Daddy, last place. <laughs> okay. They know the, not to box me in. No. <laughs> we try. <laughs> very unsuccessfully but we still try dad the last place which is the building we're sitting in right now which we refer to as delta usually so the garrison yes. road church garrison. current light city building what was the obstacle we faced when we came here uh i would say the first one that we faced was the like we were completely out of our depth and you know <laughs> nobody you don't really have anything in your hand anymore like you're kind of as alex was saying we were we were able to handle certain things about, the, you know, in our home or in in the Derby Road Church, and that we could kind of step in with the things that we had. But coming back to Fort Erie now was going to be, you know, way outside of our, you know, our realms. There's nothing we could do to make this happen. Uh, even as we were, when the whole process started, really, we were trying to do a little bit on our own. We had the RI, as I think I mentioned in a testimony before Christmas that you saw. Mm-hmm. We actually had our eye on another building around the corner here. Almost bought it. Yeah, four days we would have bought it. But in the middle of it, the Lord's, uh, Tina comes out of prayer one morning and says, call Duncan. She didn't even know who Duncan was. <laughs> and I only knew one Duncan. And so I assumed that that was who we were supposed to call. Who didn't like us. We found no, out. No, no, he didn't, not that he didn't <laughs> no. like us. He, he, it was, you know, he shouldn't say that because he's no, a phenomenal sorry. guy and him and amazing. I from business back, we knew each other, just acquaintances from other business earlier in our lives together. And so there was a, but we, uh, I'm sitting across the table from him thinking that maybe there's something going on here, but I don't have a, I don't have a dime. I, we have $100 in our building fund. And so I'm sitting there listening. I'm saying, okay, God, in back of my mind, I'm going, okay, God, you're going to do something here because if he asked me to, to write a check, I can't write a check right now unless he's going to sell it to me for a hundred bucks. <laughs> which we would take. Which we would take, of course, but I'm just sitting there going, I'm completely out of my depth. I don't know why I'm even sitting in this meeting. And the process just kept on moving forward. Uh, he even said, you know, because I was thinking, you know, maybe he's going to give it to us for a charitable donation or something like that. And his, you know... We can concoct he, things, can't we, yes. as children of God? Yes. And he referred to us all as goody-goodies. Mm. And so he wasn't, you know, he was, he's a business guy, he's a great guy, but he's business. And so it was not going to be that equation, and so we were just sort of sitting there, we had no idea. And so we were just <laughs> sitting together every now and again, we'd have coffee together, but, uh, you know, unless this deal came in exactly the way we needed it to be, which is not typically where you are in a, in a, in a real estate purchase, 
uh, we weren't going to be able to do anything. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I think that was the main obstacle for me anyways. It was just like, you know, we're a four-year-old ministry at this time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's 2007. And so we're hardly even got our, you know, wet behind the ears yet. And so it was, you know, kind of overwhelmingly beyond our ability to do yes. this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And our faith that's, level. I, you know, I think beginning. that's the whole, I think that's what we're trying to get to today is that because we could believe God to do this, then we did this, then we believe God to do this, mm -hmm. we can do this. And now that we're yeah. doing this, we can mm -hmm. believe God to do something else. That's, right. Right. that's how it works. You know, it kind of, you're able to draw forward, which is what we're trying to share some of this with you guys for Amen. is to join into this river because the river yes. is moving Amen. and there's good stuff in the river that that's we right. can all take advantage so of. So combo your next answers for and the sake of time. Uh, so the key of it then overcoming that would be um, really that, I'm sitting with him because God said so. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were, you know, I was depending on the fact that the Duncan that Tina got in prayer was the Duncan I was talking to. <laughs> because other than him and I being, we didn't know, I don't know where we were going. We only knew that God spoke, that we yeah. should sit down with him. Yeah. And then when it came time, as you heard my testimony from before Christmas, when it came time to buy the building in that miraculous moment, we still had to make decision as a ministry whether we were gonna make a commitment to this and then it was the, you know, God said, uh, make your best deal, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, the, hanging on to those words when you really have mm. no idea yeah. what the have. future is going to hold. That's all yeah. you have. Then, you know, it, you just, the victory of that is to be able to stand in faith and hope right. and keep pursuing this thing. And as you do that, the grace of hearing God speak that, the grace is there. You're just able to just keep stepping forward, yeah. mm -hmm. taking one step at a time, because if you believe God said it's there, yeah, you don't have to see it. You can just keep going towards right. it, and you know it's there. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say we're all sitting warm and dry right now because, in it's fact, there. it's here. Yes. Yes. And when you're going through it, each one of us now can look at, as we sit in our beginning of 2019, we can all see things God has promised us yeah, that's right. that we have the word, but we can't see it yet. Mm -hmm. And the key of it would be just hold on to that word. This mm -hmm. was now, you know, talk to Duncan was uh, probably a year before we actually closed the building. Yeah. So the process just kept unfolding right. as everything came into this magical alignment where it works for them and it works for us and the deal was perfect for us. Uh, but that wasn't until a year later. Yeah. And so being able to stay, to hold on to it because it's the word of God yes. and how that seasons us over the years of doing all mm -hmm. of these steps yeah. and being obedient, seeing God be faithful. Mm -hmm. Now that it's believing God for millions when all you have is hundreds, <laughs> then you can do it. Yeah. Can do it. And, and be encouraged if we, no matter what you're believing God for today, whether it be healing or whether it be yes. finances, whether it be restoration and family or yes. Whatever it is, you know, what you're not hearing is all the between the lines things. And that is the feeling dumb and yes. going to sleep at night and trying to shut your mind down and get sweet sleep like yes. the Bible promises. All of those things that we have to do yes. when we've heard from God yeah, and we're not yeah. conferring with anything else anymore. God has spoken yep, and right. we're not turning back. Yeah, absolutely. That, and that's what you have to do with, a, you know, whether there's a physical lie or a yeah. symptom, whether there's... A relation you just stand having done the bible says all to stand yes. we stand yeah that's, that's right. it and we yes. don't say anything but what god says yes so Amen. what was the tool that we gained walking through that process well i uh, i mean a tool use I your emoji how to oh the emoji is easy <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. Boom. Yeah. laughs> 
It's the older the, folk. <laughs> the older folk. Yeah. Emoji. What? But, but it, emoji. it can be misleading because that can easily be the Monopoly man that has that too. <laughs> the, no. the key of it was that you can do million dollar things Ooh. with hundred dollar wallets. Yes. Right. In God. You know, in yes. God. And, in God. And you can keep trusting. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever talked about this publicly before, but we bought the building in 2007. Does anybody remember what happened in 2008? Yeah. The crash. Right? The yeah. whole world's financial system clapped, collapsed down around our ankles. Yep. So not only did we have to believe God to do the renovations, then we had to believe God to pay the mortgage, right. which was a lot tougher than it sounds in the years when the ministry's giving and the, 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 you know, all of that kind of came also into a collapsed position. Yep. But how many of you knew that was happening? That's right. Right? No. None of you, a couple of you may have known that was happening if you were part yeah, of the deal yeah, then. Right. <laughs> but most of us did not know that was happening yep. because we believed God for every Man, pound of right. coffee yeah. that was in the coffee maker. We believed God for every time we yep. wanted to turn the lights on. We believed God for all that. And sure enough, nobody even noticed that we went through this huge, difficult time yeah. continually believing God, you said you were with us. That's that right. doesn't just Man. mean today or tomorrow. Right. Yeah. That means that you're with us. And the commitment that we have made and the commitment that you continually make, if you're a tither, you're taking 10% of your income that you don't have anymore. You say, God, you said you're with me with this. Yes. Yep. And that when you fight those crises now, the different things that come up in life, you'll be able to say, you know what, God, you said. Yes. And that's really as a ministry now, not only are you doing that, we're doing that. As we gather together as a community to do it, we're just so much stronger. Yes. And as a that's ministry, right. we're givers. Yep. I yes. think, you know, I, yes. I don't think there's too many churches you could go to and get free coffee and cookies Yay. after service <laughs> nowadays. Sure. And I think we've always just had that reputation everything that else. everything yeah. we do is seed. Everything yeah, we do yeah. is giving. Everything we do and is we seed. And we added it up it's a few months seed. ago. I think we said there's over a million dollars that we've given to the community and time and resources yeah. and soup kitchens and yes. money and food yeah, and absolutely. all of these things that Woo! we do to give and bless the That's what keeps it going. That's right. And, and can I say this as well? Uh, this is a sideline to it, but remember that God is in the city transforming business. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so when he goes, when you take a look, it's not coincidence that's what we get, sometimes we live it minute by minute, but it's not a coincidence that when we were in Crystal Beach, Crystal Beach literally, as Pastor Tina said, you would drive into that community and the hair on the back of your neck would stand up. Yeah. We were and afraid so to. When I was a kid, we were afraid to ride over the hill in Crystal Beach. You it was like a no-go zone. Yeah. And now if you go there, you know, they're building million-dollar yeah, homes absolutely. down there. The, the real estate, yes. you could buy, before we went there, you could buy a whole block Mm -hmm. of houses for $20,000, mm -hmm. right? Now, the whole place has been transformed, right? Yes. Now, that doesn't mean it's because of how awesome Ian is or how great a singer Jessica is. No. It's, the, it's God being in a community. You said no a little uh, dramatically. Right? <laughs> Pretty emphatic. No. He knows, yeah, he knows no. it's the drums. That's, <laughs> that's <why>. right. <clears throat> but remember now, as we do the same thing, how many of you have heard the term Fort Drury in the last 10 years? No. no. It's hardly no even, but, no. but let me tell you, Yay! you come here 10 years before that, that was yeah. all you heard. and that's what everybody called this that's place. Right. Did you Not just people who lived here, but people who are around this area yeah. you said would it? say that. Usher <laughs> him out. That's right. <laughs> Kick him out of here. <laughs> but you look at it now, 
you see Fort Erie has become sort of like the go-to place now. Yeah. As you see subdivisions, you know, 500 yeah. house subdivisions yeah. are going up all over all the place. Over. There's one that's going up across the road. You probably didn't even know it was there. Yeah. There's room for five or probably 400 houses. But let me just say, I just had a conversation with my real estate agent a little while ago, because if you know me, I'm always on the hunt. And so he, what he told me is that the reputation of Fort Erie is changing because Fort Erie is being known for one thing, and that's peace. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Hey. So you may not mm. see Fort Erie mm. changing like we have millions of restaurants on every single corner, <laughs> yeah. but that's not what people want. That's people right. are coming here because oh, the city is known it. for peace. Yes. yes. Wow. So cool. the wow. reputation of the city that. is wow. changing, and yes. you can't judge it by what you see on the it's outside Zachary. because you don't even remember wow. how much the atmosphere of our city has changed. Wow. Yeah. Fort Erie is very different now. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. Come on. Yes. Hallelujah. And so what we can lose, because we can't, we can oftentimes not see the forest for the trees because we're living through it. But realize what's going on around us right now is because God is determining to use our lives right. to transform a city. Yes. It doesn't happen like a zippity-doo-dah, all of a sudden, the, you know, the clouds leave and the rainbows come. This is God doing a supernatural work through the use of your yes. life. And the things that you are doing as you praise God every week, as you lift up his word every week, as you make your confessions every day, as you do all of those things to, to see that happen. Yeah. And I'm just going to, let me just, can I close the service? I know we're running a couple minutes late, but that would be because Tina went too long, not me. <laughs> <laughs> can I just say this final thing? As you know, you know, there's people who sat <clears throat> in my living room who had to pay the price to go to Derby Road. And then there were people who were with us at Derby Road who had to pay the price to come here. Can I tell you something? We're now, let me say something else. <laughs> it's another thing, again, I have not said this publicly. It's, it's, Pastor Alex is saying that, you know, Ian and Tina paid the bills when we were down in this particular season. And that's, that's, that is true. But it also should be known that uh, I, I can't give you the percentage because I don't know it, not that I would hold, withhold it from you, but a significant amount of the money that renovated this building came from Buffalo. Mm -hmm. People who partnered with us in, in purse and in person to be able to do the renovations that are here. Now what we're doing is we're beginning to connect over to Buffalo. And can I tell you something, as, a, as your pastor, I'm waiting for Fort Erie to realize that we need to be the half tribe of Manasseh and to go over and to help our brothers to occupy. Can I tell you something? That was where, uh, that was where we went when, when Pastor Tina and I, because we didn't want to go to Crystal Beach. She didn't want to, I, I did not want to go. She definitely did not want to go to Crystal Beach. And the Lord said to her, go there and help your brother to occupy. And then when you finish that, you can come back and dwell in your own land. And that's what Fort Erie became for us. And now, if you take that metaphor then for all of our Buffalo friends, and many of them are still here with us, uh, but many of them are back over there now. Uh, we're just here for that season. But now is the time when, as a church, that we realize that we have a responsibility to go, not just in one or two of us, but to go uh, in force, not only in our persons, 
as we go and support that ministry and, and work at it and do whatever needs to be done over there, but also in purse where we can, just like they did, sow into financially sowing into what we're doing over there. Because a lot of the work that we have to do over there is work that, that costs money to do it. I'm not taking up an offering. I'm just sharing with you about what I believe is our next season as the Fort Erie Church. And that is that we get ready to be able to support them. So when people come, one person comes, one new person comes to church on Tuesday night, let's say at the pop or the uh, Smith, and one new person comes, but they come into a room filled with 200 people, that's a whole different dynamic than they walk in and they're the only person there. And what we're able to do is take the culture that God has built here and transfer it over there just by us going there and setting the foundation, the culture, uh, setting the, the, the atmosphere of those events simply because we will return the favor, as it were, and say, Buffalo, you helped us to do this. We're ready now to step up and to help you do what God is calling you to do as God raises up a Light City Church in Buffalo. Does that, does that help you make sense? What makes sense about it is that we realize, and what we tried to show you today, was that we've been on a journey. It's not really a stop and start journey like we've shared with you. This was what we lived as a congregation every day, every week, every month, every year, as God in his beautiful majesty works us through this whole process to get us here, but he's working on us right now to get us to be more impactful, to get our lives to transform the lives of others even in a greater dimension. What we're realizing is that we're in the flow of it now. That flow means we can grab hold of all the good things that have been given to us on the journey. Now take hold of those and let's move into the next level. Does that make some sense? All right, put your hand over your heart and say, Lord, I'm choosing to live my life under the umbrella where the anointings, the previously won victories of my community enter into my life. And so I speak to every obstacle in my life and I declare just like my community overcame those obstacles with faith, hope, and love, so will I overcome my obstacles with faith, hope, and love. In Jesus' name. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray your life was impacted by the service and that you were able to feel the tangible love of Jesus fill whatever space you're listening from. Maybe you found this message and you've never had the opportunity to come into a personal relationship with Jesus or you've known about him, but have been far from him. We want to give you the opportunity to make his love a daily reality in your life. Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross so that you and I could be close to him. He wanted to wipe away every disappointment and bring you into a life of purpose and meaning, one that will impact this globe for good. So if you'd like to begin this journey with Jesus today, then repeat the simple prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know that I've made mistakes and have been living without you. I apologize and I trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love and grace and ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. Help me believe in you and love you every day. Help me to show the world what you're like and how great your love is. I commit to live for you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen.
All of our Light City family are joining with heaven and celebrating over the commitment you just made to have Jesus as the Lord of your life. We have resources available for you to help you on this journey, but most of all, we're praying for you. Send us a note at info at golightcity.com to let us know about the decision you've made today. We have resources we'd love to send you uh, with some easy steps on how to go from here so that you can discover God in a real and meaningful way. If you have a prayer request, our team would love to connect with you and partner with you to see God transform your life. God bless you, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.